You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, the unavoidable fact is that we are currently in a deep crisis. Basic services, you just look around you, under strain. Local government hollowed out by years of country deployment, corruption rampant, the public debt, a runaway train threatening to smash into any hopes of the NDP in a few years from now, unless something is done about the lack of reform implementation. We are paying away our current and future earnings to bondholders. Nazmira Muller, head of SA Investments at 91, joins us uh, to get your reaction now. Nazmira, what did you think of the mini-budget? Good evening, Michael. I thought the focus of the budget, which is essentially boils down to this reprioritization of expenditure, is exactly where we should be focusing. So I think it is laying out a very good plan, but as Martin said, it's about implementation now. Altogether, if you look at um, the uh, revised main budget deficit, it's now expected to be uh, 707.8 billion. That was a little better than the special adjustments budget, which I think had it at around 780 billion. But as a ratio of GDP, that's still unchanged 14.6% of GDP. The consolidated deficit, marginally better in RAND terms, but largely unchanged again as a proportion of GDP 15.7% eye-wateringly large numbers this. What could the finance minister do differently to alter this trajectory? I think the numbers you're quoting are largely baked in. This year's numbers, we two-thirds of the way through this fiscal year, there's very little you can do to the current year. It's about the following year. And what we did see was a slippage in terms of planned expenditure cuts the next bit of issuance levels are going to be higher, which once the market figured that out, it didn't quite like. But then as they sort of start to look at it and realize that what was happening was the government was being more realistic on its ability to cut general spending and be more aggressive on its plans to cut wage spending, um, it sort of settled down. So I think it's less about this year from Michael and more about the next few years. Disappointingly, we didn't hear too much on ESCOM. Uh, when are we going to hear about a restructuring plan for ESCOM's 488 billion rand of debt? I would hope that before next year's budget, we hear that plan. And unfortunately, I think it's very difficult to avoid part of that plan involving a transfer of some of that debt onto the fiscal. And uh, the finance minister did mention in the press lockup uh, talk of debt for equity swaps and said it, it uh, wasn't uh, a time to talk about this now while solutions are still being sought. We've been seeking solutions for an awfully long time. This does seem like one of those intractable uh, problems. On the issue of the public sector wage bill, uh, I'm speaking to Zwellenzi Mavavi, I'm speaking to Martin Kingston. Uh, you wouldn't get two more divergent views if you tried. Uh, if you look at the issue around the public sector wage bill, I've had it put to me by several commentators that it's not so much um, a level uh, in terms of numbers, it's more that um, we've got uh, poor productivity across the public public sector, there's um, cumbersome processes, there's layers of management, obviously politically appointed sinecures, inappropriate recruitment based on cadre deployment and all of those things. How likely is it to clean all of that up, uh, given that we've got a municipal election coming up next year? I think if we try to solve all of that in the next year, that's impossible. So that's why it's a question of break it, breaking it down into 
manageable bite-sized chunks. And the first is the level of wages, because actually I disagree with that. We are in a situation where 60% of all tax revenues this year will be used to pay the salaries of 2.5% of the population. I'm so happy yeah. you disagree. You disagreed on that point because I don't agree on that point either. It's uh, it's ludicrous. Uh, we we have the most bloated civil service in the world. Well, I don't know if it's the most bloated. There's some other examples we can think of out there, but it certainly is a very bloated civil service. And then, if you look at the Presidential Economic Advisory Panel's, um, I don't know whether to call it a report. They called it briefing notes that came out last week. They are equally clear on this measure. There is a line in there that I keep quoting, which says, we cannot address our, um, we cannot stabilize our fiscus without addressing the wage bill. Tough decisions need to be made on the wage bill. And then they go on to talk about the need for the reprioritization of spending in order to increase the social wage. And the social wage is the service delivery that the ordinary citizen receives, which right now is appallingly bad. So it is both things. The level of the wage bill is way too high. We consume far too much of government expenditure on salaries. And then what we get for the money we spend is far too low. Yeah, a point that uh, Michael Sachs made earlier today, uh, as well as uh, Michael Katz, we're not getting bang for our buck in terms of where we are targeting our expenditure. And we haven't been for an awfully long time. And it feels like the mangy chickens of those years of um, very poor return on uh, government uh, expenditure investment are coming home to roost now. Uh, There was um, some issue around uh, uh, SAA and uh, the fact that more money is now going to be flung after bad. 17 billion rand now, 10.5 for the business rescue and another 6.5 uh, supposedly to pay down further debt. Uh, I haven't had time to dig into that line item. What does that do to credibility for you, Nazmira? You've got a finance minister standing up saying, we are on the horns of a fiscal crisis and dilemma. We've got to confront this. We've got to you know, rein in expenditure. And um, we now have to ask civil servants to also share the pain with us. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to throw a further 17 billion rand at SAA. I think the decision to support SAA is very unfortunate. And the two reasons for this. First is that it makes it more difficult to make the case for um, fiscal austerity when you're supporting SAA. And secondly, because it's been done without any visible business plan. You know, if what has happened is prior to the BPS, we've had most of public enterprises say we have a viable partner who wants to partner with the airline and they will they are operation viable, you know, perhaps with the European Airlines, which has been possible for many years, they will take over the operations uh, that we need to fund some of the legacy debt and costs in the airline to this amount. That would be more palatable. And Michael, the reason I highlight this is because as we think about the escrow debt restructure that's coming. What is happening to you there is where you have a CEO and a minister who are talking about what the restructured entity needs to look like. And therefore, the debt restructure allows for a sustainable entity to emerge thereafter. And that's what's critical. And then lastly, on the infrastructure PPPs, 
It'll be interesting to know what share of the risk the state is going to be taking on as uh, contingent liabilities compared to investors uh, in, in the project. How, how much will Treasury stand as a, a backstop and guarantee? And how much risk can South Africa afford considering our debt trajectory and uh, the recent failure of things like the Gauteng Freeway Improvement Project, ETOLs and the user pay projects? I think the Gauteng Freeway Project provides the answer to your question. The more certainty there is on policy and the ability of um, private sector partners to collect on the tariffs or the earnings stream that they will budget on, the lower the guarantees that will be required. And therefore, the plan to create an independent transmission entity um, out of Eskom that Andre Director and Kevin Gordon are talking about is really important. Because once you remove the bio of electricity from generation, it makes it, it creates a higher degree of confidence for private sector suppliers into that system that their electricity um, supply is not going to be prejudiced yeah. by um, the needs of the old generation. So we and, are, and that is the solution. So we are seeing movement at least on that, but it will, uh, it will take time. Nazmira Muller, uh, thank you very much for yours, Head of SA Investments at 91.